0: welcome to lipstick attitude hosted by dr elizabeth king psychotherapist hypnotherapist author and motivational speaker specializing in trauma and women's mental health and yvonne haas psychotherapist and coach specializing in relationships couples and women's issues this show is your dose of inspiration information and laughter in each episode dr king and yvonne bring you hacks tips and inspiring stories to help you live a successful life so ladies grab your lipstick it's time to do this The Lipstick Attitude Podcast is powered by Suits, Stilettos, and Lipstick Foundation, a nonprofit movement to empower women and children from all walks of life to be resilient, self-confident, and purposeful leaders through education, mentorship, and community outreach. To learn more, visit sslwomen.org. Please note that this show is intended to empower and educate. It is not meant to be utilized as a substitute for individual therapy. So now we are super excited to bring panelists uh, up for the question and answer series. Um, I'm going to introduce our, our amazing women. I, but I just wanted you to know that when we spoke to the board about finding these beautiful, trailblazing, amazing women, you know, all the names started coming through. Oh, you have to meet this one, you have to meet that one, which only tells me that there are just so many women out there who are. You know, encompassing what it means to really lead out loud. So these were the the five who were, you know, who were so generous with their time and were able to be here for us tonight. We have Alina Capra. She is an award-winning interior design and host of SoFlow Home Project. You can unmute yourself and wave and say hello for a sec. So excited to be here. Thank you for having me. It's an honor to be part of this Mm -hmm. panel. Uh, Ms. Catherine Cole, she is the Vice President, Global Customer Research and Solutions with American Express. (coughs) Hello, nice to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Ms. Ginger Martin, she is the CEO of American National Bank. Hi, everyone. Marianita Lopez, she is an attorney and president of the American Civil Liberties Union in Hawaii. She's in Hawaii right now. Hi Marionita. Hi everyone. Aloha. And then we have Miss Melissa Mark Viverito. She is an equity centered activist and intersectional social justice champion. That's, that's mouthful. Hi Melissa. Hello. You So um, at the end of the panel, you'll have the opportunity, uh, Erica will open it up for questions. And so we'll take a couple questions from from everyone. So during the panel, if we can stay muted so that the the, uh, speakers can go ahead and be heard well. So let's get ready. All right, so we're gonna ladies start off with the same question that we started off with Rita Case, because it is just really important you know, this whole idea of leading out loud, because the women here today are here to learn, like, what is our secret sauce for leading out loud? And when we asked everybody for questions, we got just an outpour of questions, people wanting to know, like, how you found the courage, um, how how do you balance things, how do you do this, how do you, what's your sauce? So we're going to kind of delve into a bunch of those tonight and and hopefully leave the, our audience with some just really great advice that they can take into their everyday lives. So for my panelists, what does it mean to you to lead out loud? You all wanna just unmute yourself and, and go for it, Ginger. you know you want to. She can't unmute herself. Okay, we'll, we'll get you unmuted. Marianita, you want to take it?
1: Okay. All right. Well, I think a person who leads, um, leads by experience. And um, what this person has experienced in his or her life, either growing up or, or as you get older and you get into work and business. Um, and so when somebody has that experience and they want to share it with others, that's how I see what leading out loud means when you have had experiences that you can share with others, so that that they can learn from you, and by and and that and you're a leader whether you have the title or not, you're a leader and that you can lead out loud. I mean, I see mothers, as the poem said, I see mothers as um, as leaders, as people who can lead out loud, the same as a coach, an athletic coach, or people like that. Um, so anything that has that has helped you all of us here to move forward and to achieve your goals and dreams in spite of the obstacles in the way. Um, I call those people who have done that or able to do that, I call them leaders. So the sharing, the leading out loud by sharing and however possible, some people write books, some people speak out, some people share the way we're sharing with others here. Um, those are the things that that uh, help us lead out loud and push people forward. So the sharing that we're doing today and the sharing that, for example, Rita stated, she's been doing the sharing of the poem, the sharing that we all have done will hopefully encourage, energize, and empower other women to move forward. And um, I have some other ideas, of course, some, something else to say, but I will uh, give up the floor now and have someone <laughs> else speak.
2: So, Elena? Elena?
3: For me, I really also think leading out loud, not only just leading by you, but by helping others, I find aligns you with people who are like-minded and really, truly helps. It's not everyone achieve their goals. And I've always been a, a, a big fan of partnering with people around me. i work with a lot of charitable organizations to share my passion for me, it's interior design, and I, I like to be able to help others through that. And, and by doing that, I feel like it, it inspires, you're inspiring others by, by sharing what you do and helping others by whatever your talents are and whatever it is that you do. It just puts you around these great like-minded people. It helps you help others. And I, I've always felt like you, you can't lead alone. You need a great tribe as, as Elizabeth stated earlier and just aligning yourself with other people, but also doing good by whatever your passions are.
4: So um, this is Catherine here. Um, So hello everyone um, and thank you for being here and again, thank you to the board and Sally for inviting me. Um, I would say, you know, similar to what Rita stated, it's about, you know, making your statement and then making it memorable, right? So I was looking at Yvonne, your wall and Dr. King, I was looking at your wall and both of you happen to have pictures of stilettos. On your wall and I believe both of them have red bottoms and um, if you don't if you haven't had the opportunity look up the the journey of, of um, Christian Louboutin it's it's actually quite interesting but when I think about that shoe um, I think about the fact that he made that shoe because he wanted women to feel confident and empowered and the red bottom came because he went through a series of mistakes And he finally grabbed a bottle of red nail polish to try to change the look and feel of the shoe. And ultimately that is now his brand and his legacy. And it's something that's memorable, right? And it makes a statement. So as women, you know, we we may not all can wear stilettos, but we certainly can admire women who can um, and we cheer each other on, right? And so all of that to say um, is that You know, whatever you do, lean into it and cheer people on, bring people along with you. Um, Do it with integrity and and lift people up along the way. We all have a role to play. Um, And for all of us, our gifts and our talents are different. Um, And I believe in divine order in the sense that the divine will make room for your gifts no matter what they might be. Um, But you have to lean into it and you have to be really purposeful about how you think about your future and where you place your time, your effort, your energy. Um, And I believe a lot of that will come from from bringing other people along. So I would say in terms of leadership and and leading out loud, you know, um, sometimes you're leading from the front, but sometimes you're leading from the back. Because sometimes it's not meant for you to be in the front, but you can put other people in the front. Um, And that's leading out loud. It's just doing it in a different way. So it looks different each and every time. um, But the point is just do something. Everybody has a role to play. Um, And we have a responsibility to do that, to to raise, not just just women, but men as well. But particularly women, we have a responsibility to to bring each other along and um, to cheer them on when they're wearing those stilettos and those red bottoms, even if we can't, right? Absolutely, mm-hmm.
5: Melissa. For leading well, out loud, thank you for for um, inviting me here tonight, it's been great listening in. Look, I, you know, on this International Women's Day, when I think about leading out loud, um, it's about being unapologetic, right, within ourselves as women and our strength. Uh, we live in a patriarchy, right? We have been raised as women uh, within a construct that we have. A place, right, and that we can't be too loud, or we can't be too opinionated, um, or that we can't be aggressive, or we can't be assertive. Uh, so there's always this pressure of society uh, to quiet us and to put us in a corner. And the idea it becomes even more complicated when you are a woman of color. Right when you are a Latina, when you have a bilingual or you're bicultural and you have a reality um, that sometimes flies outside of the norm. So to me, living out loud is being unapologetic, right? I was raised in an environment in Puerto Rico raised by feminist women. I was not only raised by my mother, I was raised by a collective, so to speak, of women who were very affirming, affirming, but also very uh, aggressive and strong. And they were trying to change the reality of women in Puerto Rico, right? So that to me uh, raised me, right? That that sense of we can't be complacent uh, with, with the way women are in our society or where our place is in our society. We still don't make equal pay. Um, you know, we still are fighting for our reproductive rights. There's things that we have to be constantly disrupting. And to me, being living, you know, leading out loud is about really being dis- disrupting of a process that has tried to silence me as a woman. Um, and that is really for us to find the strength within, within ourselves um, to continue to be strong and to lead loudly, uh, to make sure that we are building a society that is inclusive and affirming of everyone. And so that to me is, is um, the importance of today, of this conference and of what leading out loud means. Awesome. Ginger? Well, to me, living out loud is
2: really showing up as our authentic self. So Melissa, you keyed that up for me, you know, nicely about not being apologetic. And I love the quote by Brene Brown that says, don't shrink, don't puff up, you know, just show up as your authentic self. And that means, even as Dr. King says, realizing that we are enough and to be willing to step into our greatness and to not compare ourselves to others because comparison is the thief of happiness. So it's just that being who God designed us to be, our authentic best self. Awesome, Thank you, ladies.
6: We're gonna move on to another question and we're gonna kind of zoom into the initial question here and get a little bit more detailed. So Dr. King spoke earlier about the key principles of leading Out Loud, and she spoke about specifically courage and integrity. Can you expand on what this means to you? Catherine, if you wanna start?
4: (laughs) Sure. Um, So I would say um, integrity means, you know, for me, showing up and doing the right thing. Um, You know, even when others aren't looking, even when it's not the popular thing to say, even when you are taking a risk and you're not sure what the outcome is going to be, Um, I'll never forget, I went to another woman's conference a while ago, and I heard one of the speakers say, don't be afraid to go out on the skinny branches, right? Um, And that all that just stuck with me, um, that we have to lead courageously, we have to put ourselves out there, we have to stick to what we what our core values are, and we have to live those core values. It's not just enough to say, I have values, but then you don't live those values out loud. And sometimes that means making tough decisions and giving tough feedback and taking risk and not sureing you know not really sure what's going to come after that. Um, and it takes a lot of it takes a lot of guts and it takes a lot of courage. Um, but I think sometimes we don't realize that there are people that are sitting back and they're taking notes to see how people show up in those instances. And those are the things that demonstrate that you know how to lead out loud, and um, live out loud, and be your authentic self, um, no matter what the consequence is. And I believe that only good uh, can come from that. So um, just, just lead and do everything, um, you know, with integrity. And what Melissa said, don't allow anyone to, you know, oppress you. Um, because of you know your gender or because of your race, and you know to hold people um, accountable for that. Um, and as a woman of color, obviously I've had to do that many times over. Um, but we have to do that in order to um, to be able to drive um, change. So it, it's important. Thank you so much.
6: Anyone else like to
3: answer? Sure, I um. I think Catherine, you, know, you said people will take notes. Uh, that is, that's so true. And you never know how they are. Just an example with courage in that situation. For me, I was sharing my story with some people about how years ago when I lost my job at the company I worked for, that gave me the courage to start my own business, to go for it, to create something that didn't exist. There weren't any jobs at that time. It was, um, uh, Back in 2009, a lot of things were closing, a lot of things were changing, and I I wanted to start my own business. And sometimes you share a story and you never realize who is listening. And in this case, I didn't even realize I was talking to a group, I was at a professional event. And a year later, a woman went and found me and she said, I have to tell you something. I remember when you said that and you gave me the courage to start my own business. And I thought nothing of sharing the story but it empowered someone else. So courage, you never know when you share, who's listening, who you're helping and how in time that could push them to propel themselves forward. So I, I think uh, having courage to lead out loud, you never know who you will give that courage to next. Well,
2: thank you. I'll, I'll jump in, um, even that, you know, that word integrity, Comes from the word you know integer integer that being one uh you know being whole kind of being uh consistent and doing what we say we're going to do and um just like someone else said is like what how are we going to act when nobody else is watching and so and i think the whole key to that integrity comes trust because if people do feel that we are a person of a word and we're going to do what we say, you know, then they, they trust us. And so that really contributes to that ability to be able to lead out loud when people see you as a person of integrity and somebody that they can uh, trust. Absolutely. I see, I see, I'll jump in here. I see
1: courage as, as, um, taking on you being the day, the David to a Goliath. Somewhere along the road, in my work at, here yeah. at the American Civil Liberties Union of Hawaii, we have uh, we have lawyers that work and 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 uh, move forward our agenda, our mission, our core values of protecting people's rights. Um, and so we often take on the we do take on the government when the government steps on the little guy. Um, and for example, one of our our recent cases is the Title IX case where the the girls in our high schools, the girl athletes in our high schools, in order to change to get into their, their uniforms or whatever, they had to go down the block to a McDonald's bathroom to change, whereas the guys had their own beautiful gym and they could go in. And, and um, people didn't see that, that that was unfair and that violated people's rights. And so we as the, um, uh, the David here, in this case, uh, took on the Goliath, or taking on actually, the case is still going. The government, another time, what, what, and that's courage. To me, that's courage. Um, and you might say, well, it's an organization, it's established and all that, but the government still has a lot of power over all of us. And so to have the ability and the courage to, to take them on Along with other people, you know, we have people who come in, we have a plaintiff, somebody who's willing to say, I'm the girl who had to go next door to change when the guys don't have to do that. And her family, um, you know, that takes a lot of courage. So um, in order to lead out loud, you do have to have that kind of courage to move forward, just a small, t- and it doesn't have to be a huge thing like taking on the government. I mean, you could be taking on an employer, you could be taking on a supervisor, um, and e- even a teacher. When I was in law school, many, many, many years ago, um, I uh, we were in a classroom and um, the, a student walked in late to the lesson, to the lecture, and the teacher said, leave and he walked in like 10 minutes late and the teacher said you can't come because you're late and i sat at my seat and i said to myself oh my goodness this is not right so i stood up shaking in my boots and i said well he paid tuition like the rest of us um so he should be able to stay and i was terrified of standing up and saying that but i felt comfortable enough to say, to see an injustice here. And so I felt in that small minute little world of a law school class, I had the courage to say that. And of course and of course, the teacher said, okay, go take your seat then. And, and, and the student went and, and sat down. So courage could be large. You take on, like I say, the huge, huge Goliaths and the little ones as well. The little ones that we sometimes call bullies. So it, it, it takes courage. And when you get that courage, when you're able to do what you just did, um, in terms of taking somebody on, boy, does that empower you to yep, go yeah. on and move forward and keep on trucking. Uh,
5: uh, for me, is, <laughs> it, you know, when you think of of courage, I almost the word that comes to mind for me is discomfort, meaning that you're doing something that may naturally not be a com- feel comfortable to you, right? You're pushing yourself and going beyond your comfort zone, which is a lot of times a good thing because it's a challenge to you, right? It's a it's a growth yes. opportunity to do something that you otherwise may not have done. And the moment may have called for it, um, or you just do as Nita's saying, you do your part, right? Um, and you just do what you can. But the, to me courage is like really pushing the boundaries and doing something that is maybe going to take that goal to the next step. With regards to integrity, for me, uh, integrity is everything. If you don't have integrity, um, you just have really uh, lost, you lose the faith of people, right? Integrity is about keeping your word. Um, to me, faith is about honoring your commitment. And if you're someone that is making promises that you do not fulfill, right? You're leading people into expectations and then you don't follow up, you lose integrity. And to me, in life, integrity is everything. If I lose that sense of people being able to trust that when I say something, it actually has value, um, then to me, there's no way that you can succeed right there's no no way that you can really be effective and i think that that's something that to me is very important you know but courage is is also critical because that's how we make change happen is by people standing up against a particular injustice or around something that just isn't right um and saying that things have to be done differently and using our personal experiences at times to be able to speak to that, whether it's our own uh, you know, experiences in terms of having experienced violence, et cetera. When we speak up and say things have to change, that personal experience is really a way of making that um, come to reality. So those are two very powerful and important words for all of us.
0: Mm-hmm. The next question I have is one of my favorite questions because, and I love to ask women this question because so many women say, oh, but that's, for other women, right? So they have this, that's for other women. That's not for me. And I think for a lot of women, they find it hard to believe that, yes, we, we all have challenges to overcome. So the question is what, is, and it's open to anyone on the panel, what is the biggest channel channel challenge, mine is reading right now, apparently. What is the biggest challenge you've had to overcome
2: in order to become a successful leader? Okay, I think it is really that fear of failure. uh, Because like so many times I think that we hesitate on trying something because we're afraid that we're going to mess up or it's not going to work out. And so I think to really to have that success is to get over that fear of failing and saying, all right, I'm going to take a risk. And uh, you know, Catherine, you're you're getting out on the skinny branches. Quotes. That's one of my favorites too. And it, and it is uh, scary, and it's shaky, and it's uncertain. And but yet, that's how we grow, and and that's how we go forward. So having that, uh, and I love what Melissa said. That uncomfortableness of having the courage to take the risk, uh, because without taking risks, we're not going to experience success, and to take the risk, we've got to overcome our fear. The
1: biggest challenge I see is your own mind. Mm -hmm. The, The monkey talk that goes on in your own mind that says, I can't do this. This is too hard. I don't have the money. I don't have the backing. When you have the monkey talk in your head, that's what holds you back. So the goal is to try very hard when that monkey talk, when your mind starts telling you you can't do it, to fight it and push it away and, and, and get rid of that monkey talk. Because it is, you know, monkey on your back. Well, it's monkey in your brain. You got to get rid of it.
7: Hi. Can I speak for a second? Um, my name is Nora. I'm actually calling calling it Zoom...
0: Oh, Nora. Just so, they'll open up for questions at, at the end of the panel, um, just for for everyone. They'll they'll open it up. So if you have a question, we'll we'll get. I promise we'll get to you.
4: Catherine, were you going to jump in? Yeah, I was. I was processing that question, Yvonne, and I think um, for me it has been to to to. to to use my voice and not be afraid. I think it's what Ginger said. It's about the fear. It's nothing, I think, for me worse than having something to say and not saying it. And then you sit back and you see all these things evolve around you and you know that you could have been part of a a different story, but you didn't have the courage to speak up and speak out. So I think for me, it was you know, learning how to use my voice and learning how to make my presence felt in a room and learning how to build that credibility so that when I did speak, people would listen. Um, so it's it was just learning how to find my voice. Um, and it was the fear of saying something and it may not land in a way that resonated with people and then having that feeling of rejection or acceptance or people looking at you that maybe you didn't say it the right way or you lacked thought leadership in the way that you positioned it. Um, so it was, it was always the fear of speaking up and not being accepted. And once I was able to move past that, um, then I would say things that would be met with great reception. And then over time, you just, you build your confidence and that empowers you, um, when you, when you can do that.
5: I mean, I think for, for me, I think, um, I'm sorry about my cat. He's just very needy right now. <laughs> um, eh, the issue that, you know, the the, the challenge, I, I served 12 years as a city council member here in New York City. And the last four years, I was elected to be the speaker of the New York City Council here. And, you know, for, for me, I think a lot of what has been said about, you know, fear. Um, you know, I'm a, normally a very kind of introverted person, right, but when you are in a position of, of a public facing um, and being a legislator uh, and being someone that is guiding policies and budgets for the city, you know, you have a very public persona, right, where you have to expose yourself and make yourself somewhat vulnerable and challenge yourself in ways that you haven't. And that was always something that I struggled with. You know, when I was the Speaker of the City Council, which was a very important position here and very visible, um, there were times when I did not want to talk publicly about certain challenges that I had faced, But I said, you know what, I'm in this position of influence. Like, I've got to use my voice and my experience as a way of informing policy and helping really raise awareness around these issues. So it was the first time that I publicly spoke about being sexually abused as a child, for instance, right? And the challenges of that, but that talking publicly, you know, just prior to the whole Me Too movement, for instance, was very valuable to a lot of young women and a lot of women that had experienced a, that reality and were so afraid and didn't know where to go for help. you know. So that idea of, of challenging ourselves constantly, when I, that's why the, the idea of discomfort you know, and courage is, is something that I thought of discomfort when I thought of that word because that's the way that change gets done, right? And that is the way that we have to kind of sometimes challenge ourselves to really delve into that deep water um, maybe when we're not comfortable in doing it. And I think that th- those are the moments that um, we have to have that strength and and surround ourselves and be grounded by people that will always back you, you know, and and, and will make taking those risks a little easier because you do then have that support mechanism around you. And for me, it's always been women, right? That have really provided that sense of strength and grounding for me. Um, so I think that that's, um, that's the way that I've been able to tackle the the, the challenges. Yeah, I think to piggyback on that, I, it, it's about having that group around you
3: because you're going to be told no often or not get the things you're going for sometimes and you need that persistence to keep on. And I think that's always the key and having the group around you to rally you, having those whether it's a close group of girlfriends or I like to, to have a different, different groups that reflect different areas of my life to, to turn to in those times when it's, you need that push to keep going with what you're going for and having people in your industry around you as well. Like those cheerleader friends who, who, who are going to push you. And then people who are in an unrelated, maybe that's family or friends. I like to have people who have my back in different aspects of life, because some of them are gonna understand what you're trying to push forward to, and and some might not be in that same boat, but could offer relevant advice from the outside. So having people from from different areas of your life to help propel you forward when you're told no, when you need that encouragement, when you want to keep going, and, and those words just help give you that push.
6: All right, thank you ladies for your amazing responses. We're gonna move on to another question. And to start, just for a show of hands for everyone who is on the call today, how many women or men here in this call have experienced gender bias in the workplace? Show your hand. All right. <laughs> looks, like, looks like I think most people on the call here, if not everyone. Um, so for my panelists, who also raised your hand, how did you deal with that? How did you deal with gender bias in the workplace when you experienced it? Whoever wants to start.
4: So, Erica, I'll start. Um, You know, I would like to say that when I was in the moment and I felt it, that I had the courage to speak up and say something about it. Um, But quite frankly, I did it. Um, But it was still present and it was something that I very much, um, very much experienced. Um, But what I did is exactly what Rita talked about. I just kept working and working harder and working harder and not allowing myself to become a victim to my circumstances. Mm -hmm. And that gave me the strength to be able to to push forward um, and to continue to find ways to make myself successful, to make my mark in other ways. Um, I can say that over time with experience, um, you know, I've become far more confident and as a result, far, far more empowered. And because I am more empowered, I am more outspoken. So I am able to show up and be more um, authentic when it comes to certain things that I may personally experience. And even more so now when I see it happening to others, because I don't want others to Um, have the same uh, course or or the journey that I had and so if I can see you know different forms of microaggression and other things taking place then how do I help someone um, else when at a time I didn't necessarily feel like I had anyone else there who was supporting me or helping me in that way so um, yes I've absolutely experienced it. Um, and looking back on it, wish I could have maybe handled it differently at the time. But that's not where I was on my on my journey. Um, but it's but it's, but I'm but I'm good today.
5: Thank you.
0: Our other panelists like to tell us how you confronted it. Oh, Melissa,
5: you're muted. That you know the. In this I live in New York City right New York City is supposed to be this progressive bastion all that kind of stuff but um, we, we are severely underrepresented as women right in this city only out of 51 city council members only 12 are women. Um, we don't have any women in citywide office etc. And even as an elect as the speaker of the city council or as a council member there were many times when I was the only woman in a room right. Or where I would participate on panels and there were no women's voices that were being heard, or that I was often overlooked, you know, as a woman and not being asked to speak or provide an opinion. So in those settings, you have to, you know, I've learned, you know, I've I've very I have a very tough shell, but also because of the way I was raised, that I make it a conscious effort to be even louder, right? And, And to be more assertive and to say, you know what? There need to be more women represented on these panels. There need to be more women's voices. There needs to be like and calling it out and say, wait, I'm sorry, I have something to say. Don't overlook me, right? So you have to kind of tackle it head on and call sexism and misogyny for what it is. And it it rears its ugly head very frequently and every day in our lives. I mean, we're dealing with it right now in the state of New York where our governor, Cuomo, has serious accusations, he should resign, you know, but there's but but women are coming out because now they're finding their voice and they're finding the strength in other women telling their stories um, and saying this is not okay. You know, in a workplace setting, I should feel comfortable as a woman to be able to do my job without, the idea that I'm gonna be harassed or spoken to in a way that is disrespectful, right? Um, and so the issue that, that I think is the way that I choose to handle it, is to just confront it and call it out. And it makes people uncomfortable sometimes uh, and, and uh, they try to silence you, but you gotta push on.
0: Ladies, just for the, the sake of time, I'm gonna jump to the next question because we want we have two more questions after that we really wanna get to. But I have one question and the challenge of this is going to be that you can only give us one word, which obviously is a challenge for women, right? Because we, we like to talk and we like to explain. Um, so what is the most important thing that you learned about yourself, meaning like an I am statement, that um, that has helped you in your business or your life? It can be one or the other. You learned about yourself, that helps you in your business or personal life. That you are, what? Enough. <clears throat> Love it, gender.
1: Catherine. Um, I would say resilient. Melissa. Fierce. Love it. Carolina? Strong.
6: there Anita there you go Fearless. Fearless. Love, it. love it all right and for the last question uh if you could last say two last two questions okay um so my question is what do you want your legacy to be
4: I want my legacy to be that I helped someone else, that I brought somebody else along. Um, Less about me, more about them. That's the legacy that I want to leave behind.
1: I want my legacy to be that I gave my time, talent, and treasure whenever I had a little bit of each to give. And as a result of my giving, in that way, um, whether it's pro bono work or, or financial assistance or uh, being on a board uh, that helps ki- abused and neglected kids, um, whatever it is, and what I gave and, and helped those people that I dealt with, I want to be re- remembered that way. So, mm-hmm.
2: the legacy I want to leave. I want to be uh, an encourager. I want to cheer other people on and uh, you know, I, I
5: want to climb higher and I want to take other people with me. I think along the same lines of Ginger, I want to be remembered as someone who like kicked open that door and left it open for those to come behind me.
3: And I also feel a very a similar uh, sentiment to all of you is just about being able to to help others along the way. I really truly feel like we're given talents in life and a purpose. And when you can put what you do for a living and helping people in the same thing, it just, it allows you to share that, share that with others. And I I think that's one of the
0: greatest gifts. It is one more and then we'll open it up for for questions. Um, What takeaway would you like to leave with our guests Who came to this event this evening?
4: So I would say um, one, to lean in, to lean in and push forward and just continue to show up, Uh, lead out loud and, and, you know, um, lead with integrity and and be your authentic self. Um, I would also say lean on, right? Learn how to lean on other people. Um, we've all had experiences where we, you know, we have our tribes, our friends, our circles, however we want to describe them, but learn how to lean on others when you need to. And if, you know, this year in particular, the last, you know, 12 months have just been incredible, I'm sure for all of us. Um, and we've had to do that quite a bit. And if we haven't, um, then we should do more of that. Um, Because we're not expected to be all things to all people all the time and everyone needs someone. So um, I would say do that and then just lift up, continue to lift up people and just bring people along.
1: I'd like to say I'm talking a lot, but if nobody else, if someone else wants to talk, please, by all means, jump in. I don't want to hog the conversation. So if somebody else wants to say something at the moment, I'll shut up. (laughs) <laughs> okay. okay, I know we tend, to, we can't say things in one word, but, but when, I was, um, when I was in elementary school I lived in New York City, I was raised in New York City and we lived across, we lived in a building across the street and across the street there was this big sign etched into the cement that said knowledge is power. And at that time I, I didn't speak English, I was born in Puerto Rico and we had just come from Puerto Rico. But but I knew no K N O W that meant something. Eventually, I learned what knowledge is power meant, and that always stuck with me. How much knowledge? How much power you have in knowledge? So I wrote some ideas as I was preparing for this. So knowledge is power. Knowledge of yourself, know who you are. Knowledge of your dreams. What are your goals? What do you want? Knowledge of the lily pads that will help you get from one. Spot to another. I see them as a lily p- pads in a, in a in a pond. Yet you and those lily pads are people who are going to help you do what you what you need to do. And finally, knowledge that failure is not the end, but only the beginning, and that it will lead you to success if you persevere. So that's what I would like people to, to go away with here.
2: That, that was awesome, but I, so I hate to follow you. But um, mine is really, it, it's related, though, is the whole lifelong learning. Uh, you know, John Maxwell has this whole concept that, of the law of the lid, that we can't lead someone any further than where, where we are. And so I'm going to use a car example, Rita. Um, it's that thing about keeping our tank full. Right, we have to keep growing and feeding, you know, ourselves and learning and being curious if so that we, so we've got something else to, to give, uh, you know, some, someone else. And, and so I think too, the last comment would be that being curious, just like asking questions and just wanting to keep, you know, learning and, uh, you know growing in all aspects of life. We're,
5: we're, never, we're never too old uh, to stop learning. I would say that, you know, I hope people are inspired to do what they feel comfortable to do, to contribute to building the world we really want to live in, right? I want to live in a world of equality and justice where everyone's value is the same. The same respect that I want for myself is the respect that I want for everybody else. And I can't demand something for myself that I wouldn't give to somebody else. And so do what you can, right, to, to help build that world, whether it may be just laying a brick or maybe it's building a house, right? Whatever you can do um, is okay, right? It's it's a contribution. And so to me, it really is about being inspired to change the world. And, I, you know, it's not hokey. It's real. We need to build a better world. And we have a role to play in that. So that's what I hope people walk away with.
3: And uh, for me, it's be passionate about what you're doing and what you do. I think there is no other way. When someone is passionate about something, their face lights up. You feel it. You feel the energy. And when there's something you really want, something you're going after, if you project that passion, people are going to listen. They're going to feel it. Opportunities are going to come that sometimes you didn't even know were there because I feel like that just it emits and, and it's something that everyone can feel. So never let that passion dull, keep it going, keep going. And also to be to be kind to others in that journey. I think sometimes a lot of the greatest opportunities also come when you you share that kindness. People are t- always taking note, people are always listening. And I think when you have that kindness to others, there's a difference of It's not, you can be kind and you could also be passionate about what you want and and also go for it. So all of those things can be in one. And I I think you should have some kindness. You should also be strong and you should also be passionate. So a little of each and and propel forward
0: always. Thank you so much, ladies. Thank you for all of your, your words and your inspiration. And I mean, absolutely amazing. And I think everybody took away, you know, quite a bit from our panel today. Um, for the sake of time, we're just gonna open it up for a minute for chat If so, to, um, to unmute yourself for questions. If somebody has a question, we can do maybe one or two. I
6: think Nora had a question earlier. She's still on.
3: Yeah, also Joyce has her
1: hand up, so. I'm here. Uh, <laughs> Joyce. Go, Go ahead, ahead. Nora.
6: Hi.
7: Um, first of all, I'm sorry for interjecting while the panelists okay. were listening. I must have missed that it was panelists only. Um, and obviously, I wasn't prepared to speak on camera. Um, I worked all day and took care of my kids. But I just wanted to thank my friend Alina so much for inviting me to this amazing um, virtual presentation. You know, as a woman, I think it's incredibly important that we support each other and empower each other. And My heart is racing right now, just speaking in front of all of you. It took so much courage just to turn on my mic um, and my camera just to speak, but I just wanna thank all of you so much. Um, Everything that you said really resonates with me. And, you know, I have two young daughters at home. So trying to be a leader, um, an example for them and just step out of my comfort zone. um, This is not something I normally would do on a Monday evening, um, I learned so much from all of you. I feel super inspired to wake up tomorrow morning, go to the gym and get to work. So thank you all so much. And Alina, thank you. Thank you so much for inviting me to this. I really appreciate you.
0: I never apologize for turning on your mic. <laughs> we're, we're, we're all le- leading out loud. Um, Joyce, you have a question? Um, yeah, so I had a question. Um, and I think a lot of women struggle with imposter syndrome or maybe moments of depression. And I think sometimes I, I have found that, you know, males kind of say that we're being hormonal. And I think we're just really passionate. But has anyone ever gone through periods of where you felt like almost quitting, throwing in the towel, maybe it was a tragic event? And if so, what got you through it? any of our panelists who would like to take that on.
4: I think so so, um so I would say I've had I've had a moment or two when things got really really tough and I wanted to take a step back and and do something differently but I think it was Alina who who made mention of it is that's when my circle stepped in and said no you're not going to do that and they talked to me um, and they talked me through it. Um, so it, it took, again, maintaining, Nora, you talked about Elena inviting you to this event. It's about keeping strong women around you who can continue to inspire you and lift you up so that when things do get tough, they can remind you about the big picture and to keep going. And I think we all, we all need that because we're all going to have those tough moments. It may not be now, but they will come. Um, the harder you work, they will come.
3: Catherine, totally agree. I mean, we all we all go through that. I, along my journey, I know I felt it. I've listened to friends and colleagues, and it's all about that support, whether it's one person or two or five or whoever is around you. And, and that might change who it is based on what the situation is. Um, but just uh, just find find that one person who just can listen and, and keep going, and and that's also within you too. But always great to have that tribe.
6: Looks like we have a question in the chat from Patricia. Um, So whoever wants to take this one, go for it. In two thousand and twenty-one, what do you think is the biggest challenge for women, and what can be done to move the needle?
5: I'll I'll take that. (laughs) Um, Obviously, I have a very a very political lens because that has been my world. But because elected officials really are guide so much of our life through budgets and policies and laws. Um, representation right We need to have more women in positions of authority obviously all around. But in the political sphere, we don't have equity when it comes to women in Congress. We don't have equity when it comes to women in the Senate. We don't have equity in our legislative bodies at state and city levels. Um, And we're talking about legislation, right? That is missing our voices and our experiences. And that's why we have all these warped policies that are sexist, right, or that don't provide for equality. We don't have equal pay, as I mentioned before, it's ridiculous that in 2021 we don't. And a lot of times it's because, again, a big piece, right, of that electorate and the people that live uh, in our 50% of our world is is women. So if we don't have 50% representation, then we are ineffective as government. And I think that that to me is critical. And um, I'm working actively here in New York to increase the representation of women in our city council, because we have such a lack of representation at that level. Thank you, Melissa.
6: All right, we're gonna close the Q&A, just so we can we, finish. We actually have time for one more. fantastic. Yeah. I just got permission from the the board. Perfection. Anyone have a question?
1: So Yvonne, can I respond to that last
4: question from Patricia? Of course you can. So um, I would say that I'm seeing within my culture, my work culture, where there's a lot of focus on on underrepresented um, groups and women obviously being one of them, um, which is a fantastic thing. Um, and I'm hearing about it more as I listen to the news or reading print media, etc. So the one thing that I do think um, we do have to, you know, be um, on the watch out for is that as women begin to, those, that gap begins to close and women start to get into more of the higher ranking type positions, I do think that there is going to be still yet some unconscious bias that comes from our male counterparts. Um, and they may not always play fair. Um, And I do think that perhaps integrity and and different things will creep in that will um, present some negative or unhealthy competition. And I think we have to have a self-awareness about that and make sure that we just continue to hold true to our values, show up, do things the right way. Um, And just, just be mindful that that dynamic will exist Um, the more that that gap is closed Um, and I would like to think that you know that you know some men will be um, supportive of that um, but that's because uh, the reality is is that they've never been in a position where they're they're not the majority and then once that gap begins to get closed what does that look like we don't know but it is definitely something that we have to have a self-awareness about.
0: Thank you very much, ladies. And so,
6: Erica, I'm going to turn it back over to you for our trivia. All right. So, in case you were not here at the beginning of the event, the way you're going to respond to these last few trivia questions is just type the correct answer into the chat box, and we will.